0: words are so powerful and encouraging someone makes such a big difference Mm -hmm. Um, in my classes right now we're talking about uh, labels and how we need to be careful how we label certain kids and just to reframe some of the labels that they've been given already um, because there's this thing called a self-fulfilling prophecy and if a child has a label most times they end up Um, fulfilling that label so if you're constantly calling a kid lazy eventually that's the label they fulfill Um, so it's so important to encourage and especially as a leader if you want um, the people under you to succeed you have to be able to see that potential and like you did encourage it and call it out
1: hello everyone welcome back to the 116 podcast Welcome. (laughs) Yes, today we have a special guest. Anita, would you like to introduce him?
0: Yes. Uh, Everybody, welcome my dad. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank
2: you very much for having me. It's good to be on your podcast.
0: Also known as Pastor Danny Brown.
2: Mm -hmm. Um,
0: I call him dad because he's my dad. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) So before we begin, we want to start with a positive of the week. Yes. So, What was your positive of the week?
1: Oh, positive of the week. Um, Yes, this week I got to see my parents, which uh, I know it's bad to say, but it's very rare nowadays because I moved out of the house. And so I've been, I keep busy with school and other stuff as well. So it's been hard to make time to see my parents. And so having to spend uh, the whole Saturday, uh, by the way, we're recording this ahead of time. And so... thanksgiving weekend just passed <laughs> and so i got to see them for the full day and spend time with them so that was pretty nice mm-hmm. yeah, how about you
0: my positive of the week is also that i got to see my family for mm. thanksgiving weekend yes. i moved out a long time ago <laughs> um yeah so i'm thankful for my car because i can uh, drive down to Slave Lake and mm. visit my family.
1: Yeah, you should have seen her old car. didn't have door handles <laughs> or anything.
2: I still use that old car.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So how about for you? What was one positive of the week?
2: Uh, positive of the week for me, again, definitely would be Thanksgiving mm. and uh, having family around. And yeah, just getting to be thankful and have our minds on being thankful for the great things. So yeah. that is a positive for me. Okay. And I am glad Anita moved out of the house too. <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> she moved out when she was 17 and uh, she told me it was because she didn't want to babysit her brothers and sisters mm. anymore. <laughs> and that's she funny. went to college, that's <laughs> uh, yeah. That's
0: funny. All right. So tell us a little about yourself. What do you do?
2: Well, as you mentioned, I'm sometimes known as Pastor Danny Brown, so... I am a pastor here in Slave Lake, Alberta. I'm the lead pastor at Abundant Life Worship Center. Mm-hmm. And uh, I really enjoy pastoring. we got a good congregation here. And really, it's a great community to live in and be a part of. Uh, so you're welcome to move to Slave Lake.
0: And- <laughs> <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> yeah. Uh, someone from my church in Edmonton, the the family who came and visited here the one weekend, she came up to me on Saturday and was like, oh, tell your tell your dad the church was lovely. They were so welcoming. Uh-huh.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think I remember meeting that person. They said they were from your church. So mm-hmm. they didn't know that you were my daughter until after I told them. I, I brag a little <laughs> bit about you. I, that
1: I mean, you have to brag about your daughter. Yeah. yeah. No, but you have a really nice church. I got to be in one of the services. And honestly, like, you could tell um there's a difference in terms of just the atmosphere and how people are um interconnected and there's like a sense of community as well. And so I, I know I didn't point this out to you ahead of time, but <laughs> I'm <laughs> glad to hear that.
2: Yeah. No, it's good to have outside feedback. Mm-hmm. You always know, see it different when you're there all the time. So that's true.
0: How long have you been a pastor for?
2: So I have been the lead pastor here at Abundant Life Worship Center. Now, uh, completed six years in wow. the beginning of November. That's a long so, time. Yeah, it's, well, it's actually not a long time, but it's <laughs> it's gone so fast. Yeah. Like, yeah. unbelievably quick, and uh, it's been yeah just exciting and challenging mm. at times, but uh, there's no greater joy for me anyhow. Okay. I just really enjoy it, so. As many years as the Lord has in store, I'm looking forward to it. Oh, <laughs> that's good. Yeah,
0: I didn't realize it's been six years. It doesn't feel like that long.
2: No, it, it does go quick. Um, how old were you when I started being a lead pastor here?
0: 15,
2: I think. Yeah, somewhere now. around there. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: and you were helping out with music here at that time. And
0: mm-hmm.
2: yeah, and now you do music elsewhere (laughs) yeah (laughs) everywhere yeah
0: so uh did you always know that you wanted to be a pastor how did that kind of happen
2: yeah well actually i always knew that i'd be in ministry Mm -hmm. i knew i was called to ministry and uh initially when i was in my teen years we were actually we had a family band Mm -hmm. and uh dad kind of started that up they bought us equipment and we had this great family band i grew up on a farm we had this building with a wood heater and it was called the warm-up shack Mm -hmm. and so in the winter when we wanted to practice you got to start the wood fire first and warm everything up (laughs) Uh, but uh, we traveled quite a bit on different reserves and different areas doing music Mm -hmm. and then when i moved away from home and got married Uh, My wife's family, her dad was an evangelist and did some traveling. So we traveled together there. Actually traveled before we were uh, together or engaged, but (laughs) traveled after as well. And music was a big part. And then I also began doing uh, ministering at different places and times and really enjoyed that. As well, my wife and I did youth on a regular basis. Uh, So when we weren't traveling and we were at home and we tried to travel on weekends mainly, Mm-hmm. And then during the week uh, we did youth and my wife also did kids ministry. So we did that on a regular basis and I loved seeing uh, the youth and the change in them and it's just like I could see the possibilities when I'd meet mm. them. You know you meet a youth and they're some people say oh that person's messed up <laughs> but it's just like my wife and I we'd see the possibilities yeah. mm. not the mess and it's like you start Mining for gold and Mm -hmm. uh, working with them to see it. So I love that. Now, without realizing God was training me to pastor, we were just pastoring youth, (laughs) right, without realizing it. And uh, we attended, actually, Abundant Life worship Center Church uh, in the later years. We were a different church before that. And while we were here, the uh, previous pastor, he's a good friend of mine, Mm -hmm. he came to one day and said, I just wanted to give you a heads up. I'm going to be moving on. I was like, what do you mean? Because <laughs> I really liked him. We were good friends, but he also supported our ministry. And he actually had me preach here at the church probably once a month at that time. Again, I had no idea what God was <laughs> preparing us. And uh, I came home. I told my wife. I said, you know, he's leaving. I said, we got to pray who the next pastor is so that we need somebody who supports our ministry and what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, maybe that was a selfish prayer. I don't know. Anyhow, <laughs> I uh, just told her, I'm going to have to fast and pray. Like, this is really important, you know? Mm. And so I started praying. And it seemed like every time I went to prayer, I'd kind of hear that still, small voice, that nudging. Mm. You need to put your resume in for that position. Yeah. And I remember I heard it enough times Finally, I went to my wife and I said, I keep hearing this. And then I laughed and I said, but, I don't even have a resume. I don't even know how to make a resume. <laughs> and I kind of shrugged it off. Mm-hmm. And the next day, I had an email from my wife. And it was a link how to prepare a pastoral resume. <laughs> <laughs> and anyhow, some, some amazing miracles throughout that. But I uh, ended up being the lead pastor here. And yeah, it's been very exciting.
1: Wow. Well, that's a crazy story. <laughs> I mean, most people feel um, like they've been called all their lives or, um, you know, God has put that in their heart since they were a child and everything. Um, Has this been like, um, did it feel random almost that you're a pastor now?
2: Well, yes and no, both. Mm-hmm. Like, again, I did know as a teenager that I was called yeah. uh, to ministry. I knew that uh, I had prayed and God had given me a dream that was pretty specific. I won't go into that today. Yeah. So I knew I was in, called to ministry, but not necessarily pastoring because mm-hmm. I, I kind of love traveling,
1: okay. you know, mm-hmm. going to different yeah.
2: places. Now, let's be honest, when you're the evangelist or the singer— you go out to other places, you're kind of like the superstar. Because you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, they don't know you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. When you're the pastor, you're there all the time. Mm. And, you know, sometimes you're not so famous or even liked. <laughs> <laughs> because you get to correct people yeah. and encourage yeah. and poke a little bit sometimes. So very different. Mm. Uh, but I guess the initial, when I heard Lord saying, you should put your resume in, was definitely kind of, really? Mm. But when I knew that and I realized, okay, this is happening, then I asked the Lord, I said, you know, could you take, just take away the feeling of wanting to travel? Because I don't want that in the back. I don't want to be thinking every time it's difficult, oh, is this a mistake? Mm -hmm. And he did take, I don't have that desire to travel at this point in my life because I'm called to this. Mm -hmm. And uh, what a blessing for that. Now, also, we had a a ministry of our own for all the traveling. Yeah. And I actually felt from the Lord to give that ministry to someone else who needed it. Mm. Um, because I knew if he called me to pastor, I got to be all in. Yeah. So we did do that. And the person who has that is using the ministry way more than we were even. Uh, not nice. doing overseas stuff and all kinds of great things. So mm-hmm. it's good.
1: Where have been some of the places that you've traveled doing ministry?
2: Well, um. <clears throat> We most of our ministry has been Alberta, Saskatchewan BC in that area. Yeah. Some into the Yukon and Alaska. Okay. And then uh and as well, we did some mission trips to Ukraine. Okay. Back in the day. And then before I was married, I did a few trips, uh Israel, Europe, some uh, things like that. Yeah.
1: You know, you've so, been everywhere. <laughs> no. no. <Not> everywhere.
2: <laughs> but I, I remember uh A number of years ago when we were fairly newly married and we just had anita at that time Mm -hmm. and we were praying about going on a trip to ukraine it was a mission trip Mm -hmm. and we had a pretty good feeling that we're going to do this and uh, we went to this meeting and this fellow who was speaking prophesied uh, over us Mm -hmm. and he was prophesying over me and it's like god is showing me because he knew nothing about our trip god yeah. is showing me that he's going to take you to the nations but also the days coming when he's going to bring the nations to you
0: mm. i'm like well that's well. a powerful
2: uh, thing i'd really had no clue what he's talking <laughs> about for the first part because i knew yeah. we were going to yeah. ukraine i'm like okay god's confirming it this is going to be good and literally about a month ago i was here at the church looking at our picture board Mm. And I was thinking to myself, there's people from so many countries that attend our church, like many countries in Africa and uh, just from everywhere, Jamaica and Korea, and just so many. And I was looking at it, all of a sudden, that prophecy came back to me.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, now,
2: I'll bring the nations to you.
0: Wow. So, <laughs> okay. I save a lot so of money cool. on plane tickets. You save me lots of money. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I remember the Ukraine trip because I went on one of them with you guys when I was really little. I think that really like started a passion for missions for me at least. And also I would say um, when we lived in Saskatchewan doing ministry there on Mm -hmm. a reserve in Key Reserve, um, I don't remember a lot of the ministry side of it because I was just small and I was playing and going to Sunday school. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, at that time, you were still doing your evangelism um what was some of the stuff that you were really doing at that time
2: so at that time a lot of my part was music now um a lot of them were like event based there'd be tent meetings or a, a building in an area where a lot of people wouldn't go so we went to a lot mm-hmm. of places i mean you weren't going there to be famous you were going mm-hmm. there to reach people mm-hmm. yeah. and so there were a lot of those types of places uh, and music was a big part that I played, but also speaking, uh, getting to help set up the tent. I remember with Alan O'Soup, he's a preacher from Saskatchewan, and we helped set up the tent, then we helped set up the stage, and then we'd help do music, and just some amazing things that God did in those years. Like It's, it's really, really uh, good memories, so mm-hmm. uh, yeah, getting to do that. I don't miss pounding tent pigs right now. (laughs) I'm glad we have a building here. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah, you don't have to travel around. People just come here.
2: Mm -hmm. I remember one time uh, setting up a tent downtown Saskatchewan, and the area where we got to set it up actually had pavement. And so we had to pound the tent pigs through the pavement. Oh, no. And uh, little inside, uh, the pasture travel was very... uh, Serious and loved the Lord a lot, and He would often say, Hey, let's fast for three days before this meeting to see mm-hmm. God do miracles. Mm. So, we had fasted, you know, no food for three days, and now we're pounding 10 <laughs> pigs, oh it's 32 above on the pavement, oh. and we're pounding them through into hard ground. I remember thinking, I don't know if that was a smart idea He had, but, but <laughs> I said, No, no, He's the leader. it was a smart idea. <laughs> And uh, God did bring us a bunch of tough guys to help, and I didn't have to pound too many. So yeah, that's good. <laughs> oh, my goodness!
1: I mean, I, I've had to do ministry in the jungle before, and having n- not enough food and water, and I can definitely say, like, it's hard, it's a different type of level. Um, like, just tiredness that you feel yeah and, and mm. really you do need the lord to help you through that. <laughs> right? you can't rely on your own strength at that point no, no.
0: so uh, at that time you were under a leader uh, but now you're at a church you're this lead pastor you are the leader uh, what are some of the things that you have learned about leadership
2: well interesting you say that i think even as a leader, you're always under somebody. And of mm-hmm. course, church-wise, you have a board. And uh, here we have elders as well. So we have a church board, which deals with more of the finance and legal type stuff. And then we have an elder board who mm-hmm. speaks into some of the spiritual stuff. Mm-hmm. As well, we have a district
0: uh, yes. over <laughs> us as a
2: PAOC church. So we uh, you're always under leadership. Mm-hmm. And truly, if you want to be a great leadership you better be humble enough to be under leadership. Mm-hmm. Mm. And it is true the way the, the seeds you plant, what you give out will come back to you. Mm. So when you're under leadership, practice making that leader's job easy. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I do believe it comes back around. And uh, I've got an amazing team here and uh, they let me lead, you mm-hmm. know, and uh, yep. they support my leadership, even though I'm not perfect. <laughs> so... <clears throat> That would probably be my main thing about leadership. Mm -hmm. You learn how to be awesome under leadership first. Mm -hmm. And uh, watch the leader and see, okay, this is, when I'm leading, this is what I want to do. If you see some things you don't like, well, learn, hey, I don't want to do this when I'm leading. Mm -hmm. But always be humble and uh, willing to follow. And it's like God gives you people like that.
1: Yeah, they do say, I mean, the greatest leaders are the greatest followers, right? And so...
2: Yeah, I think God puts, has to put that gift in you as well. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think everybody can just jump up and lead. That's true. Mm-hmm. I think God actually puts that there. But definitely, you learn so much before you're the leader. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you don't, then you're going to get to learn the hard way. I've mm-hmm. learned a couple things the hard way too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, No, that's good. A uh, big part of being a leader is humility. Mm-hmm. which can be easier said than done, but good leaders are humble. Yeah. And even if you are at the top, like you're at the top of district, you're still under God's leadership. Exactly. <laughs> exactly yeah. yeah.
2: One thing on that God's leadership, uh, it's just also key in leadership. Sometimes people will say, well, I'm under God, and they'll use it as an excuse to not be under anybody else, mm-hmm. but God puts us under people to lead us as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Yes, that is very true, but never mm-hmm. forget he's you gonna know, put people around you to lead and help you as well. That's why yeah. it's called the body. So. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah.
1: How would you say you would grow leaders within your church?
2: So for our church, uh that's a focus we're really kind of beginning on now is growing mm-hmm. more leaders. Now I have been blessed to be able to help out with leaders that have come. When I started here, I was the only pastor. Mm-hmm. And six months in, I realized I need a kid's pastor, family (laughs) pastor, something, you know, somebody who can do it all. And uh, so we did hire a a family pastor within a year Mm -hmm. and he ran kids ministry and youth. And then, uh, you know, I got the opportunity of, I didn't want to say I grew him because we were growing together, Uh, you know, but as the leader got to help him. And then we, from there, we ended up hiring a Young, or excuse me, a life group pastor and then a worship pastor. And now we have a church administrator. Mm. Mm. We started a preschool, all the great (laughs) things God's doing. And so we had to hire a part-time teacher for Mm -hmm. the preschool. And we just hired a youth pastor. Because there was (laughs) too much work for our family (laughs) pastor to keep doing youth.
0: That's exciting.
2: But so raising leaders, yeah, that's giving them opportunity Mm -hmm. helping them with what you know to help them, even if you know less than they do in their area. To raise up a leader sometimes is giving them the opportunity Mm -hmm. and just guiding. Mm. Uh, This is just a story that comes to mind when I really knew I was supposed to be a leader. And it was actually from school. And I went to a Christian school at the time. And I don't remember exactly what grade I was in, but... I think it was grade seven or eight or somewhere in there. And the, the school from grade five to grade nine would have a baseball tournament uh, every summer. Mm-hmm. Um, you have four schools out. So the, the early months there, but it's almost yeah. summer. They would do a baseball tournament and they would just divide all the kids up into teams. And I, I, I'm not sure my team, I think maybe six, seven teams. And they just put names in and they pick a captain. Well, I got to be the captain of one of the teams. Mm-hmm. and then all the people who were randomly picked and i remember uh okay i'm gonna lead this team and i loved baseball and i was really good at it okay. and i'm looking around at the team and thinking there's some people here i'm pretty sure they've never caught a baseball in their <laughs> life you know <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> and so for our first couple of games i thought well i know what to do i'll play pitcher Because then I can run around and cover all the other places because these guys don't know what (laughs) (laughs) to do. Well, let's just say I was really tired and we lost really bad. And my team also, Mm. here, I was their leader, but they all felt, well, he thinks we're horrible. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize I was telling them that, but I was, right? Mm -hmm. And we lost a few games. And by then, you know, okay, I realized. I'm not doing this right. Mm -hmm. And even as a young person, I used to pray, and uh, I remember praying, Lord, this. It's like, I love baseball, but this is horrible. I don't even (laughs) want to go to the next game, right? (laughs) And I remember getting that feeling, well, just encourage them instead and get out of the way. Mm. I was like, oh, wow. I think I can do that. So I picked someone else and said, you're going to be the pitcher. I said, I'm going to go out in uh, center field and everybody because you guys are good. You can do this. And I started encouraging <laughs> them. And we had uh, one girl who we had put on third base because she'd never caught a ball before. She was actually scared of it. Mm. So when you play catch, she'd duck. Mm. So I took some time showing her, no, no, put the glove right in front of you where you can see it. Even mm-hmm. you put your other hand on it and just put that in front of the ball so it can never hit you. Yeah. So you don't have to be mm-hmm. scared. And then we tried catch a bit. She caught a few and oh, that's good. And Uh, Our last game, we were were playing the the best team there and uh, they actually won the championship. We didn't because I (laughs) lost so many games at the start. Uh, But we were playing them and it was kind of a game they were like, yeah, we're going to just blow these guys out. Well, we totally killed them. Like we won that game huge. Mm -hmm. But the thing that stuck out of my mind, in the middle of that game, somebody hit a line drive to third base. Mm -hmm. The girl who was terrified of the ball she reached up and caught it. Well. And our whole team just started cheering for her. <laughs> and I realized, yeah, this is what I want to do. Mm. I want to lead people and encourage them, not be the star.
1: Mm. So
2: leadership to develop and raise leaders, you can't be the star. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You've got to be the one encouraging and finding their gifts and pushing them a little bit sometimes. So. Yeah. Mm.
0: Yeah, that's really good. <laughs> well,
2: she never like went to Major League Baseball or anything, <laughs>
0: but hey... <laughs> i mean
1: little league would have been a start though
0: (laughs) yeah no that's true words are so powerful and encouraging someone makes such a big difference Mm -hmm. um in my classes right now we're talking about uh labels and how we need to be careful how we label certain kids and just to reframe some of the labels that they've been given already um, because there's this thing called a self-fulfilling prophecy and if a child has a label most times they end up um, fulfilling that label so if you're constantly calling a kid lazy eventually that's the label they fulfill Um, so it's so important to encourage and especially as a leader if you want um, the people under you to succeed you have to be able to see that potential and like you did encourage it and call it out so being a pastor is obviously a full-time job. You don't just preach on the weekends. <laughs> what, are, what are some of the stuff that you do during the week? I've actually talked to people and they they didn't know that pastors work during the week and they're like, wait, what do they yeah. do?
2: <laughs> yeah, and that's, of course, because you just see them on the weekend. Um, mm-hmm. So for us, we do, do three services on the weekends. We do a Saturday night service and Sundays we do two services. But during the week, uh, again, you mentioned leadership. I get to do a lot with leadership. So I meet with each of my staff uh, once a week, and then I meet with them all as a group once a week. Mm -hmm. And then I meet with my elders uh, every second week. I meet with my board once a month. So there's a lot of meetings. Mm -hmm. And then uh, my wife and I will counsel couples as well. I'll meet with individuals that uh, want to be met with. And then there's message prep. Mm -hmm. And... uh, And now with our new tech and stuff, there's also video uh, things that we do uh, online, social media. And then from there, there's other stuff to do with uh, finances and different bills. We have a a great finance person who volunteers her time. She's done it forever. Uh, But so you kind of... You end up being involved in all those through the week, and suddenly your week is done. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. And then we, we take calls as well. Sometimes people call; they need prayer. Sometimes they need you to come over. Mm-hmm. They're sick, or uh, so that is a big part. But definitely, as time has gone on here, and we have more staff, more of my time goes to helping build uh, leaders. Yeah.
1: Would you say it's been tough balancing? Uh, Your church life and your home life as well?
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love pastoring so much. I love my family too, but sometimes your work, because, well, that pays the bills, you know, Mm -hmm. and you, without realizing it, put too much time to it. I've definitely done that. Mm -hmm. That was something I had to learn. Uh, I now have uh, times when my phone gets shut off. Because here at the church I have a cell phone and everybody knows the number. Uh, But we... Of times that shut off. I have a specific date night every week with my wife and That's there's good. no interruptions and we work hard to not let it be uh, pushed aside. Yeah. And then Monday's my day off, kind of no exceptions there, right? We yes. just, again, work hard. And then for me, when I know I'm a little bit, there's been too much, mm-hmm. I learned early on that for me, a good rest changes everything for me. Mm. So I'll go to bed before the kids if I need to. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I know that's the thing that works for me. Get yeah. some sleep. So everybody has some people that reading does it for them. Other people, well, I need to watch something. But uh, so yeah,
0: yeah, definitely managing your time and making sure you prioritize family time and be be able to turn off your your work phone. Um, I know. Uh, well, I went to Bible college, and a lot of them are pastor's kids. And so I've heard a lot of stories where they um, have negative feelings towards ministry because a parent was in ministry and um, ended up putting the ministry above their family. Mm-hmm. Um, because normally it should be God, family, ministry, but then ministry is related to God. So sometimes mm-hmm. it gets mm-hmm. put above family. It's really easy to do that. but. I can say I've never felt that with you being in ministry and stuff. I think you've always done a great job prioritizing family. Well,
2: thank you. I was going to ask you that, actually. I would say probably, though, my first year pastoring here, you probably wondered where Dad disappeared. But
0: yeah. uh, So being in ministry obviously isn't all sunshine and roses, and I get to preach every Sunday, and everyone loves it. Uh, so what are some of the challenging things that have come along with ministry?
2: Some of the challenging things, oh boy, are you sure we (laughs) want to go there? (laughs) Some of the challenging things, you know, uh, obviously our heart, like our mission here at the church is to help people find and follow Jesus. Mm -hmm. And probably some of the most rejoicing things are people find him. But helping people follow Jesus can be a little more tricky. Mm -hmm. And uh, some of those challenges are trying to encourage and help people who maybe don't want to be helped. Mm. that's probably one of the biggest challenges or they want it to be the way it's always been Mm -hmm. you know, don't change anything (laughs) Uh, I like it how it's been Uh, but God always has something better so that would be your biggest challenge is helping people who maybe have been part of church for a long time but they want to resist anything different or changed Mm. And uh, so that's your probably the biggest uh, challenge because trying to help somebody who doesn't want help that's true it can be really mm-hmm. tricky. So yeah. working through with people and finding words and ways that can help them and realizing every person is different. Mm-hmm. You can't just find a pattern that works and I'm going to do this with every person. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and as well for me, bringing correction, I find difficult. I'm not a person who likes conflict. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So sometimes you think, oh, do I really have to preach that? Or do I, <laughs> <laughs> that could cause a problem. But yeah. uh So those are definitely challenges Mm -hmm. as a pastor. And again, if your heart is there to see change but somebody doesn't want to, and then they decide they don't like you (laughs) for a long time (laughs) and they want to get a group of people not to like you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. those are definitely challenges in ministry. But I mean, that's a common thing. If you you watch big ministries online, there's always another YouTube channel that's against them. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I don't see
2: that in scripture anywhere though. (laughs) your ministry is not supposed to be tearing down others. So, that's true. Yeah. Uh, I think God leads everybody different. And, you know, if you see a ministry doing it differently than what God's called you, uh, he's allowed to tell other people to do things differently.
0: Yeah. And that's something
2: we have to realize. What he's called you is for you. Mm-hmm. What he calls others to do is for them. So I say you cheer people on who are doing it a way you're not. Yeah.
0: Uh, um, so how have you helped some people who... Don't really like change in the mm. church. <laughs> how have you worked through that yourself like as well? <laughs> oh, you want to
2: go there. How have I, what? I missed the end.
0: Uh, helped people work through change, and how have you also, like, overcome that frustration and work through it yourself as well?
2: Yeah, so really the only way to help people uh, come through change is to help them understand that it's actually good for us mm. and to show them in scripture that. God doesn't change, but we're supposed to. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to be changing daily until the day we reach heaven. Mm-hmm. So really with scripture and in love, helping people to understand and letting people know you love them. Because honestly, you can't correct somebody if, if they don't know you love them first. If they think you're just against them, mm-hmm. you know, you have to fix that first. So yeah. helping people first to know, okay, I really care about you. Mm-hmm. And change is very good for us. It really is. God is the only one who doesn't change. If we're not changing, we're in trouble. That's yes, true.
0: I agree, yeah. We should always be changing and we should always be learning. Mm-hmm. I think that's part of growing. Um, well, in the
2: second part of your question, how do I deal with where I was frustrated and it wouldn't mm-hmm. happen? I go home and I talk to my wife. <laughs> <laughs> she prays for me. <laughs> yeah, she's been a great support in that area and... Uh, I've realized, too, I can't bring all the heavy stuff and make her feel heavy, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. definitely having someone that you can confide in and uh, get input from. And, of course, a spouse is a huge blessing in that area, as well mm-hmm. as my elders have been great uh, coaches, and I'm able to tell them anything and everything church-wise, and they pray about it, and uh, they've been a great support.
0: So, you know, Having a support system is very key. As a leader uh, in, in pastoral ministry, but also just in general as a leader, I think it's really good to have support because, like you said, there's people who don't like change. And as a leader, you're helping people grow and change. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah and what well, scripture says, right? There's, a, there's wisdom in a multitude of counselors. So mm. you can't just stay isolated, can't just try to do it all on your own. And of course, we you know through prayer, God and the Holy Spirit can give amazing ideas for mm-hmm. the situation. But again don't become isolated just because you can go to God and Holy Spirit like he mm-hmm. yeah. I don't believe he will actually allow you to do that yeah. because he wants us connected yeah. he wants people growing together so
1: yeah, I mean we're we're made to be in a community right yeah. and that's mm-hmm. the best way to grow and to develop in all areas in our life yeah. it's through community
0: so well. Uh, you're a pastor and you uh, prepare sermons every single weekend. So you're always talking to God and God has always given you messages. But what is something that God has been speaking to you this week that you want to encourage people with?
2: Yeah. Well, that's easy because it's Thanksgiving weekend. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Being thankful. Mm -hmm. But you know what? In our time here, the craziness of our world, being thankful is important. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, this Past weekend, I think it was Mental Health Day or something. Well, this is good for your mental health to be thankful. It yeah. really, really is. And so, of course, I got to preach on being thankful. You know, God's Word has a lot to say about it. It's something that's ingrained in our history. Thanksgiving was uh, brought in many, many years ago, kind of at the beginning of stages of this country, being thankful to God. Mm-hmm. So, you know, not just, oh, I'm thankful, but thankful to who? God, the creator, the provider, the blesser, and uh, focusing on what good things he's brought. Because if you allow yourself to only focus on the problems or the issues, you become bitter, angry. And, uh, you know, as I shared the message, we enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. If you want to enter the presence of God, you got to have a thankful heart. And if you're bitter and angry, you might be thinking, boy, I never feel the presence of God at my church anymore. Oh, it <laughs> might not be your church's fault. Yeah. You know, learn to be thankful. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I get to share that. And of course, I love a little bit of humor. So uh, I get to share with my congregation <laughs> different things. And one of the things I shared when them was a parable mm-hmm. and I brought it with me. So want we want to we wanna hear this parable. Uh, okay, okay. <laughs> and uh i grew up on a farm so some of this i wrote came from that uh, <laughs> my days milking cows but here it is. <clears throat> and this is to do with the attitude of thankfulness or complaining it can actually change your future mm-hmm. it can actually affect what's coming next so this was a little parable i read to our church and it's called the parable of the cow pies and there were two brothers <laughs> We'll call them Brother One and Brother Two. They grew up poor and couldn't afford milk. They dreamed about having large glasses of ice-cold milk. And as they drank, milk was running down their cheeks. But when they awoke, there was no milk to be found. Both boys decided when they grew up, they were going to make them lots and lots of milk cows so they could drink milk whenever they wanted. They prayed every night that God would make it happen. When the boys left home, they moved to two different countries. Brother One moved to the country of Complain and brother two moved to the country of thankful. They each married a wife and had five kids, three girls and two boys, and they both began purchasing milk cows just like they had prayed. Their stories began the same, but had very different endings. You see, brother one moved to the country of complain, and while milking his first cow, brother one noticed how stinky cows were and that they were always making cow pies. He stepped in one entering the barn, and as he was milking, the cow slapped him across the head with a cow <laughs> tail. <laughs> I have had that happen, milking cows just... <laughs> Anyhow, Brother One was so angry, he felt like kicking that cow. And that's exactly what he did. Brother One complained constantly about his stinky cows and their cow pies. He wished there was a way to make those cows stop making cow pies. He stopped feeding them for a time, but they quit producing milk. He hated cleaning up those cow pies, so after a while, he just didn't. The cow pies began to pile up quickly. Soon, Brother One had to use hip waders just to get to his barn. And when he returned to his house, he was completely covered from head to foot in stinking cow pies. Once in a while, Brother One would still have dreams about drinking a glass of ice-cold milk. But as he was about to drink, the milk would turn brown and stink like a cow pie. (laughs) He would wake up only to find the smell in his room was overwhelming. Brother one complained continually and became so bitter and angry that his wife and kids no longer wanted to be around him. And as he sat on the edge of his bed one morning, angry and thinking about cow pies, he shook his fist at God and yelled, I hate you. Why did you do this to me? An evil thought crossed his mind. The anger and bitterness had overtaken him. His eyes became narrow slits. His hands began to shake. He grabbed his gun and headed to the barn. His cows would never make cow pies again. (laughs) That's really bad, isn't it? Okay, brother two moved to the country of thankful. While milking his first cow, brother two also noticed how stinky cows were and that they were always making cow pies. He stepped in one entering the barn, and as he was milking, the cow slapped him across the head with a cow-pied tail. Brother two was so angry, he felt like kicking that cow, but he didn't. Brother two thanked the Lord continually for his stinky cows He knew cows came with cow pies and realized he would need to find a way to look after that waste. He quickly installed a mechanized system that would clean the barn for him. He spread the cow pies on his fields and gardens and saw his produce double. He also began to bag the decomposed cow pies and sold them at Walmart for $8 a bag. (laughs) What a smart man. (laughs) man. (laughs) And once in a while, brother two would still have dreams of drinking a glass of ice cold milk. And as he was about to drink, the glass would just begin to overflow. He would wake up and head to the fridge to have a drink of milk just because he could. (laughs) Brother two thanked the Lord continually and became so joyful and happy that his wife and kids always wanted to be around him. As he sat on the edge of his bed one morning, thankful and thinking of how much God had blessed him, he stood to his feet and shouted, I love you, God. Thank you for all you've done. A joyful thought came to his mind. The joy and blessing of the Lord had overtaken him, and his eyes became wide and his hands began to shake. He grabbed his wallet and headed to church. His (laughs) cows and their cow pies had made him very rich, and his mind was made up. He would spread joy and blessing with others everywhere he went. Mm.
0: That's That's my favorite parable.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So, of course, completely made up, but not totally. I mean, there Mm. are obviously mechanized systems for cleaning barns, and you can go to Walmart and get decomposed waste for, you know, so much a bag. You know what? I think it's key to realize, not a better way to say it, but life comes with cow pies. Mm. Yeah. How are you going to turn that into something great? Yeah. Because God said he turns all things for good to them that love him. Amen. He's the creator. He says we're made in his, his image. Mm-hmm. Are yeah. we willing to turn the things that are cow pies that get chucked our way into something good. I believe it's key, and I believe you do that by being thankful. Yeah. So good. So that was a long answer to you. What's been on my mind? <laughs> be
0: thankful. No, that yes, is awesome. be thankful. <laughs> Thankfulness really does um, change your future. Um, I was in counseling a while back, and, and one of the um, exercises that my counselor got me to do was be thankful. <laughs> <laughs> like she actually told me, she was like, Every day, write down some things that you did good and then write down something you're thankful for every day for these next couple weeks until you come and see me again. Mm -hmm. And I did it and I came back to her and she was actually surprised that I did it. I guess not a lot of people do it. (laughs) (laughs) But I was like, no, I want want my negative mindset to change. I want to feel joyful again. I want to move forwards. I don't want to stay in this place. And so I did that exercise and I would write down things that I did good that day. (laughs) Even if it was... I went to school on time, like little things that I had done good that day and everything that I was thankful for. And it was just it started out as like one thing a day. And eventually, once you start being thankful, you see there's so many things to be thankful. Mm. By the end of it, I was writing down a couple things that I was thankful for every day. And so it really is a good exercise. It's biblical, but also practical. And like Mm. counselors and therapists use this like it's not just something that we say, oh, you should do. Like it it works. It changes your mindset. It changes your future.
2: (laughs) God's never wrong. And uh, I challenged my church this weekend to this week make a list of things they're thankful for. Mm -hmm. And I'll ask them next week if they did. (laughs) Uh, They won't all have, but I know some will. And you're right. It totally is so important to be thankful. Yeah, and
1: like complaining I always say complaining removes your power to change. And so, mm. if you are wanting to change mm. your life, if you are wanting, you know, the blessing of God to come into your life, you do really need to be thankful, and you do really need to thank God ahead of time, right? Don't wait yeah. until it's done for you. Exactly to, to, to thank Him, right? Um, because when you give thanks, honestly, you're prophesying over yourself, right? Mm-hmm. And you're allowing, like the doors to be open for yeah. for the blessings to flow in and, and for you to be blessed abundantly.
2: Yeah, I mean, being thankful can actually be a step of faith that brings the answer, that brings the blessing. Exactly. And the scripture is pretty clear, uh, some stories about that, right? How mm-hmm. uh, they were thankful first when it didn't look possible and then it becomes possible. Yeah. So, yeah, let's get thankful.
0: Yes, so that'll also be our challenge for the week. We, even though we won't be here next Sunday at Gospel... Uh, Okay. Abundant life. <laughs> 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 you will th- be at I Center. will be at Gospel Center. Yes, even though we won't be here in Slave Lake, though we will make our list. Yes. We want to challenge our listeners to make a list of the things you're thankful mm-hmm. for. Mm-hmm. Even though this won't be released on Thanksgiving weekend, like we can still be thankful every single weekend. <laughs>
2: That's true.
0: Yeah. So thank you so much for coming on our podcast. (laughs) Mm
2: -hmm. Well, thank you for having me. Mm -hmm. You're two of my favorite people right now. (laughs) (laughs) For now? Just for now? Just for now. (laughs) Yes. All
0: right. We will definitely have you on again when we get a fourth mic and we'll have you and mom on here together. (laughs) Yes. All right. Well, thank
1: you for joining us. And we hope that you enjoyed this podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, to share, to, to like our podcast, Uh, tune in for the upcoming episodes and uh, make sure you do turn on your post notifications so that you get notified when we do upload our next podcast we hope you are blessed and we hope you have a good uh week a good day see you
0: bye